Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Today, I have a very special treat for you. As you may or may not have seen, I recently launched my mentorship company, Fortitude Mentorship, and once a month during the mentorship company, we have an optional call. Now, this call is designed to fortify your faith, and we have people from all different walks on this call, from people that don't have a relationship with God, to people that go to church every Sunday, to people that even have their own ministries. But it's something that my husband and I, Jake, feel super, super, super called to, and we are just loving it. And so what we decided to do is give you a little sneak peek and really just give you a great message today on the podcast This is from the mentorship, so you're going to be hearing basically a live call. In the majority of this call, you'll hear my husband, Jake Havron, training on the call, but I just know that I know that I know that it's going to bless you so much today. If you have ever dealt with fear in your life, this is going to help you so, so much, and so sit back, relax, or Maybe even walk while you're listening to it because it's probably going to fire you up quite a bit. Hopefully you're going to learn a lot. And I recommend also sharing this with someone that maybe has dealt with fear and it's been holding them back in their life. So enjoy the show and here you go. Hey, it's Emily here. You know that uniqueness you have? I call it the it factor. We all have it, but some of us either really need to identify it or start to empower it. This show is all about giving you the lessons, tools, and principles I've learned after building a nine-figure sales organization, training leaders around the globe, and working alongside of some of the most influential people in this world. So now it's time to de-plug from your outside world and plug into your new world here. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, and welcome, everyone. We are so eager to meet with you here during this call. For some of you, it may be the middle of the night, it may be in the evening, whatever time you're listening to this, we know it is not by accident. And I also want to acknowledge that we're all on different faith journeys here. Some of us have been walking with the Lord for many, many years, and some of us are fresh new believers, and some of us are just trying to figure out what we believe. Either way, you are welcome here. A part of being a Fortitude member is having our faith call once a month. Fortified faith. Fortify your faith, because that is truly number one. And I know this to be true in building a business or fostering healthy relationships. It is nearly impossible to do this without faith without having a relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I've done it alone. And trust me, it doesn't work. Okay. You maybe get somewhere, but you can't sustain it. Or even when you get there, it doesn't feel good. So tonight on this call, I'm really pumped because we're talking about a subject that I'm sure you've never dealt with. I'm sure like you just never deal with fear. Anybody? <laughs> like like who who has dealt with fear at all in the past week or maybe even today. Maybe even today. And you know, the thing is like I'm so deeply passionate about talking about the spirit of fear because when I coach and mentor people whether it's us on a master class or individually and I know you can say this to be true as well it's not that you don't have this bright idea and just so much to give. Typically it's the spirit of fear that is shutting you up. It's why you don't show up online. It's why you don't create that thing. It's why you don't speak out when you should. And the truth is we have got to learn how to come against the spirit of fear Mm -hmm. because there could be lives changed 
that you have like a direct reflection of like you you had a hand in that right there could be businesses changed there could be families changed there could be relationships changed but when we live in fear it holds us captive and so many things are linked to fear having anxiety this is something that i used to deal with all the time i know that maybe public facing it doesn't seem like it but trust me I really, I had a stronghold of anxiety for a long time. I also had uh, a stronghold of feeling so anxious that I would, I would overeat or I would go to food to help um, cope with it, which was such a stronghold over my life. There's so many uh, different things that we, we deal with when we deal with fear and we're all different here, but I I want to share with you that I found a secret weapon. I found something that has helped me so much. It's helped me so much, have so much joy in my life that doesn't have to do with a possession or getting something specifically, but has really set me free. And you all have access to this. And, you know, when I was speaking with my husband, Jake, if you don't know, this is my husband, Jake, Come my, on, what's up? my co-partner, you, see this right here? you know, I, 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 I've always known God, but I haven't always walked with God. There's a difference. There's, you know, I love God and yeah. And then there's like, no, like I am going to walk with Christ. There's, it's yes, completely yes. different. Okay. And so when I when I had an encounter with the Holy Spirit and started to heal trauma from uh, being a child and just throughout, gosh, 35 years of living, basically, you know, I, I, I just can't shut up about it. And that, and that's why this, our mentorship is so much about faith because I know that I know that I know that it's going to set you free and set you on a path. But, you know, something with me and my new walk, I'm I'm really passionate about learning scripture mm -hmm. because this is like it's life. This it's, is our life. This living. is this is how God talks to us. And, and this is yeah. like our weapon. Right. I don't know if you've seen me on IG, but I'm using the swords because that's that's it. That's it, team. Like, we need to use our swords and we need to fight against the enemy. We need to fight against, you know, we people call them out limiting beliefs, right? That's the enemy constantly trying to win, win you over, attack you, shut you up, all these things. And so when you see me do the swords constantly, <laughs> that's that's because it's like literally it's an energy I'm putting on social media, right? It's the energy of the Holy yeah, Spirit. The yes, right yes. And so with, with this whole topic of the spirit of fear, you know, I was talking to my husband about this and you'll learn this about Jake. You know, he's very into, uh, I guess you could say theological, like he's into studying behind and he, he, he wants to know the, all the things like if you ever wanted to go uh, to battle with Jake on is Jesus real or not? Like he's the guy to go to battle with because no, it's, 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 it, it, I'm learning by the day. Yeah. Progress. He's really, you know, he read the book. I don't have enough faith to be an atheist. And he, he's like my private investigator. Okay. And, and so when it came to this topic, I'm like, babe, you've got to teach this. You've got to teach this to our members tonight because I know that you can really break it down yeah. in, in such a clear way that's going to help so many people be set free. So if you're ready, if you're ready, like let us know right now and I'm going to let him really take it away and teach us. I'll, I'll come in, in and out. I'll be in the whole time, of course, but I, I really want you to teach us because I know we have been set free and so much has yeah. changed. And I feel like w even just, yes, with business, but just with our overall peace and joy, once we really learn this, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Amen. Yeah. That's sweet. Uh, wow. That is phenomenal what you shared. And, you know, I'm sure you could understand from the way Emily's coming from this is we are sharing from our 
experience, but also what we've learned. And we don't ever claim to be experts in this, right? There's reasons why there's pastors out there. And I hope that you are plugged into a community or church that is someone that's leading that, that has devoted their entire life to that, right? That, that hasn't been us. However, we have our entire life to now devote towards this. Mm-hmm. And I feel like um, this message here today will free some people. I, I, I have a really strong feeling like I'm getting full chills right me now. Too, me too. Because the spirit of fear is a real thing. We're going to talk about what that is. Um, but I feel like some of you have been crippled by it. And it's time to break through. And it's time to stop saying that this is uh, an exception, that you're different, that, you know what, your life has been worse and and, and terrible. And, and I don't know your life exactly of where you've been, but I will say this, that we have proof through thousands of years documented in the most reliable, long lasting book in existence. That's number one in the world to this day. And it's not a book where you just have a monologue um, and read, but you're having a dialogue because while you're reading it, you're also reading along with the spirit actively. And if you felt that, some of you might not know what that feels like yet, but if you felt that while reading the Bible, say me in the chat, if you've actually read the Bible and read these words and you felt the dialogue, you've heard the whispers, you've heard the confirmations, like you don't really get that anywhere else. You don't get it to the deep depth of the soul of what you're feeling without the living word. And the living word has power. And you can be broken free from any shackles, from anything that's under the sun, from anything that's in this universe. Because if the God that created the universe declares it that you can be in freedom from that, then you better believe that anything of this universe that was made by him can be broken and brought into freedom. There is nothing too big outside of God, right? So we're going to we're going to really enforce that today cuz there might be that that I don't know um you, you don't know what I'm going through. I don't know um this is a situation that uh, I've been going through for decades or years or this is just who I am. It's okay. Yeah. We're going to work at that here. So I'm very and, honored. And I, I and I want to express this is an ongoing thing. This is an ongoing thing. Like a friend of mine whose husband is a pastor like was sharing that one day she just woke up and he's 10 years older. And she's like, cause her dad passed away. And she was like, what about when my husband dies? And what about, and she went down a downward spiral for no reason. And, and literally just felt like completely crippled or some people say mind effed, right? Like she, and it was like, why is this happening? This is normal. So I want everyone to know, like, we we all like even last week I had a, a day or two of of a funk and of feeling in fear and then I had to combat it and use the tools yes. that we've been given and so I want to make that abundantly clear that as long as you're living and breathing this is just a normal thing that happens for it's you know whether you have kids or not or whatever you're just walking through this life we all deal with fear right? And so we're going to combat it and just not let it take over us. Good. Yeah. So will you pray over us? Yes. So we're going to pray here. Everyone bow your head. Heavenly Father, we come before you tonight. We we know the Holy Spirit is here. We we feel you. We feel your presence. I ask that you that you speak through Jake tonight. You you really give us the right words to just express your love and, and, and the freedom you've given us and that you speak directly to our, our hearts, our souls, our minds, and, and really calm us. Give us a peace that we've never experienced before and real freedom. I ask that you open up our ears, open us up to hear what Jake has to say and let it seep into our hearts and souls. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Give me a yes in the chat if you're ready to dive into this. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And I'm going to be speaking at you because I see the camera and you're on the other side, but I also want to speak with you, right? So we're going to stay engaged on this. Yeah. Um, you know, really, so put in the chat here, I, I, I want to know, scale of one to 10, one being absolutely no clue and 10 being like you are sharp as a tack. 
where are you at one to 10 with um, just the understanding of the Bible overall? Like, like maybe just certain areas, maybe more of the New Testament. Sometimes the Old Testament's a little hard to understand. Just where are you at? What would you put yourself? One, one, four. And it's okay. Eight, I, three. Nice. Two, wow. Four. Eight. Yeah. Eight, one, four. Awesome. Appreciate that. So we have a whole spectrum here. So the spirit of the fear. So we have to understand a couple of things here is that, like Emily said, Fear is um, an innate nature that comes up over us, right? There's different types of fears. And the, the problem and the misconception a lot of people have nowadays is because the human language only has uh, 26 letters and there is not that much complexity to some of the words that when the word fear is used in another language, like for example, when the Bible was written mainly in uh, Greek, especially the New Testament, Hebrew for the Old Testament, to translate that over, it's kind of hard to translate exactly what it is. So when we hear fear in the Bible, especially like the fear of God, right? You hear like, have the fear of God. Like, what does that mean? I don't want to, like, am I scared of God? Like, there's some conflict. I'm going to debunk that. And, and if you want to put this in real term, think about like today's day and age. Like if we were trying to translate some of the, the Gen Z type of language to maybe someone a hundred years ago, how hard would that be? What, what, what's some, what's some of the, 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 the terms that are used nowadays, like Gen Z terms, anyone, anyone in the chat, throwing hands. All right. So if you said throwing hands over a hundred years ago, people would think that you're actually decapit or cutting off your hands and throwing them. And this is some sort of like uh, demonic practice, right? But throwing hands is like punching, right? Like you want to fight, uh, yeet. <laughs> Uh, okay, I don't even know how to describe yeet to anyone else, right? Matt wrote, when my daughter calls me bro. If that was back in the old days and you said that the the your daughter called your dad bro, then there's going to be some serious family issues that they're going to be probably wanting to separate. But we understand what that means now. But if we had to translate that, especially into a different language or even to a different time, you could probably already see how there's some difficulties. However, when they translate the Old Testament or uh, the New Testament, Greek or Hebrew to English, they try to keep as, as as similar as possible. But sometimes there are certain words that cannot be described fully in that. And just know this, and I know this might be a stumbling block for some people, when they translate the Bible, like the New Living Translation or English Standard or, you know, New King James Version, which is, uh, you know, like reading like Queen, like, like the Queen over here, they're translating it from the very first documents. It's not translated by a translation, by a translation, by a translation. And that's where people say, oh, well, wasn't there like 16? No, no, no. Whenever they make the new translation, it always goes back to the original documents, which they have over, uh, I think, 29,000 different manuscripts that make up the Bible that they currently have. And they actually have hands on. They go back to that. So there is no, no mix and muddling up in the middle. Right. But when we hear this word fear, we think of, okay, well, what does that mean? Well, when you hear fear of God, what, what is the actual word? Because there's actually two main types of words that are fear in the Bible. Two meanings. Two meanings. So when you hear the fear of God, the actual Greek word used by that, and I'm going to look at my notes here, is phobos. Okay? So when you say to have the fear of God, it doesn't mean that you're scared of God. It doesn't mean that you're afraid of God in the way that we think where we want to run away. What Phobos actually means, first off, is that there is a it's a it's a general term that encompasses a range of meanings, include awe, reverence. It's it's not like a typical cowardice fear. It's a reverence where you see God. And how I've heard it so best from John Brevere, incredible pastor, leader, is that you're not afraid to be close to God. You're actually afraid to be away from God. Oh. That is what it means to have the fear of God. When you have the real reverence of fear, it means that you are more afraid to be away from him because you know how lost you could get versus being afraid close to him. Wow. And so I hope that you first understand that there's, there's a difference when people say fear of God. God is all-loving, all-knowing, all-powerful, almighty kind God. He is not someone that is some grumpy old man in the sky that sometimes people think of. That's not what it is. So when you have a fear of God, there's a reverence. Okay. Mm -hmm. So just remember that reverence. You can write down the word Phobos, P-H-O-B-O-S, if you want to be that type of person that likes to write that down. And then there's the other type of fear that is talked about in 2 Timothy 
1, verse 7. You can write 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. And this is the Apostle Paul. I'm going to keep this very simple, but I think it's very important to understand context. Okay, so in the New Testament, after Jesus basically lived his 33 years on earth, crucified, raised, ascended to heaven, before he ascended, he had his apostles. And his apostles were the 12 disciples, and he told them to go and make disciples of all nations. Now, the Apostle Paul was not one of those disciples. Apostle Paul, if you know his story, his, his actual name was Saul. And Saul was actually the total opposite of what a disciple was. He was actually killing Christians because he was a very devout Jew. Wow. And he followed the law and he followed it so much that he thought everyone that talked about Jesus was blasphemous and he would kill them. He would be on a search. And for anyone that feels like they are so far away from God that you have no purpose anymore and it's too late, look at Saul to Paul, his life where Saul was actually walking on the road. This was after Jesus already ascended, walking on the road uh, to go and persecute Christians because he started to hear that they were coming up and, and he was thinking they were so blasphemous and he had to go kill them to end them off because that was his beliefs and religion in that sense. He had an encounter with Jesus right on the road where he saw a blinding light. He got blinded, fell to the ground and, and, and said, and he's like, Lord, Lord, is that you? Saying basically, because he believed in God, but he didn't believe in Jesus was the Messiah and also the triune of God. And he said, yes, it is I. And he looked up and saw it was Jesus. And that's when everything changed for him because he called him Lord without knowing him because he's blinded. And then Jesus was right there and basically said, I am your Lord. And so Saul had this transformation. He was actually blinded for a couple of days. Then the angel came and, and healed him. But Saul went from persecuting Christians to being one of the most evangelical the, uh, apostles in the entire New Testament wow. that allows for us, literally because of his works, is why we're here today knowing about Jesus to this day. Because he went all across spreading the word. So he went, he trans, transferred his name to Paul. So How do you do that? Like a rapper? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Because they have different meanings. The names, the names have okay. meaning. And so, so I'm sharing this because you need to know that context because this is real. Like this is literally like, this is the, when you understand the depth, so you, cool. you feel the validity. And, and, and I'm just obsessed with the Saul Paul thing because I used to cringe. I can't believe I'm saying it because I'm not that girl anymore. But I would cringe when I would see like women be submissive and... First of all, that word is out of context a lot of times, but whatever, I'm not going there. But I used to cringe when when I would see certain like Christian things. And like I I I literally, you guys, because my like I I was so I I I there was like something holding me captive, which we know what that is, right? Mm -hmm. But so I just I just want us to pause and like let this soak in for one minute. Saul to Paul in this story because like it doesn't matter how lost you are how when I um went through betrayal and a, a very big what I thought at the time was a setback which now I understand that it wasn't but when I was so angry and and mad at the male species like I literally was just like I don't think I'll ever get married again. I don't like who needs to be married through men. Like literally this was my attitude. And I was like, they're just going to come after you. And like, I was such an angry woman deep down inside, but really I was so hurt. And you're fear. You're and really the, the bottom of it was you're fearful. There was a spirit of fear because you're I, I was afraid of being hurt again and yeah afraid of being like not loved but then I also looked at people you know living the real walk and I was like their life must be boring like I like to dance I like to drink here or there like I'm kind of a wild girl I'm just kidding <laughs> but like but but I wanted us to pause on that because I feel I know that there's there I feel someone is listening to this right now and they they feel like Saul yeah and and this and I'm so glad you highlight on that because this is not even about the spirit of fear yet, but this is the context of from Saul to Paul. Like 
it, it also gives me grace to know that even the worst of the worst can become new. And I look at people nowadays and I used to have such a venge, vengeance of a look when I see them doing such blasphemous things, you know, doing witchcraft, doing like, like beating up people in the sense of verbally. And it reminds me that if Saul can change, then they can change. And who am I to judge when I was once lost, right? And we were both lost. Yeah. Now, so anyways, thank you for sharing that. So anyway, so Paul, disciple, sharing all this. So a lot of the New Testament is written by Paul. And that leads into 2 Timothy, where Paul was doing so much work that he actually was imprisoned, right? And these prisons are not like the prisons in Southern California, and you get a nice little bed, like you are down in the dungeon with the rats, and you can't even see like the light of day. And Paul is writing these letters that were to encourage his mentees, his own disciples that were starting their own congregations and getting things going. And so 2 Timothy is his letter, his second letter uh, to his disciple Timothy that is starting to feel cowardice because he's seeing his mentor in prison. Like, can you imagine like if you were starting a new business or something in, in your current life or going on a new path and you see your mentor getting persecuted, thrown in jail for not, not doing anything that was wrong. And like, that would probably, that would spark fear in me. That would make me feel like timid and, and cowardice. And so Paul's sending this letter that is encouraging him to keep strong in his faith. And so one of the first things he says in 2 Timothy 1.7 is, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. Let that soak in. God has not given us a spirit of fear. God's, any sort of spirit of fear, completely separate. God does not create fear. God creates reverence and asks for reverence, but he does not create fear, especially with what the fear of this word means, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And what we're going to dive in here today is how to break the spirit of fear. So if you're ready for that, say yes in the chat because yes. it's time to really Can you take say that verse one more time? Because this is going to be our verse for this month. So I, I would love for you all to write that down and to work on memorizing it. Yeah. Second yeah. Timothy 1 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. And so when you hear the word fear in here, it's not the phobos. Phobos is fear of God, reverence. This is fear, which actually the word is, pardon my Greek, dialia. And dialia is timidity and cowardiceness. So he is saying, you're getting a spirit of cowardiceness. You're getting crippled. If you feel like you're crippled right now, if you feel like you're not bold in what you're doing, then this is not the fear of God. This is this is the spirit of the fear. And he says, that is not what comes from God. And so if you're feeling those things right now, do know that there's ways to break that. And when you feel those emotions, what tends to happen is that the emotion is a byproduct of something deeper spiritually. Mm. So when you are constantly feeling fear, most times, like fear is a good thing. Like fear keeps you alive in some senses. Like there is fear that you can get naturally and it's fine because you'll push through. But when you have a crippling, a cowardice, a timid, uh, feeling timid and feeling so suppressed as a, probably another word would be, that is coming from something deeper, which is a spirit that's creating that. Mm. And sometimes you have a spirit attachment to you that might not be something that you've known that you've had. But it could have been there since a little, little child could have been there. Something that has been put on you without you knowing it could have been in an environment. And it is causing this constant bubble up of fear, because guess what? With that spirit, if that spirit of fear is its only job is to continually create fear in you. What do you think fear is going to do in the cowardice way, not the reverence way? What do you think it's going to do with your relationship with God? Is it going to bring you closer or is it going to make you further away? It's going to make you further away. And now that spirit is one. That's the only assignment. When you have spirit of fear, when you have the spirit of anxiety, like you have crippling anxiety and it's every single day and it's coming and it's coming and you have all these weird thoughts and it's all, you can't even focus. Like it's not just emotions. That's not just biological. Yes, there might be a part in that, right? And yes, you might have to change some of your environment, but there might be something we have to cast out. And we have to, something that we have to acknowledge 
declare it and be able to get it out. And there's a pot and every one of you can do that. We've learned that our own way. You can do it by, by I'm going to teach this process, but that is not just emotions. That is not just your mindset. That is not just your biological chemistry. There's something deeper. Mm. Are you following me on that? Put, put a yes in the chat if you're following. I'm going to make sure I'm very clear on this. So when he says that you, God does not give you a spirit of fear, meaning that if you are feeling that crippled effect, you have the power to get rid of it because it's not meant to be there. And, and how you do that is really there's three steps. And I want to really affirm and, 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 and strengthen these three steps here. And if you're taking notes, please take notes on this because this is something that can truly liberate everything you're doing. The first is, number one, acknowledge what is of God. So acknowledge God versus what is the enemy. Acknowledge God versus what is the enemy. Want to add to that real quick? Or? Can you just explain what is what's the enemy like? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So acknowledge God versus what is the enemy means. You know, we hear in uh, personal development uh, terms, awareness is key, right? Awareness is powerful, right? We we have been given the gift to have awareness to understand what is good and what is not. Ever since the beginning of time, we've had the ability of awareness of what the tree of knowledge and the tree of of evil is, and and uh, is like yeah the tree the tree of knowledge correct uh, good and evil and we've always said that awareness so when you have awareness of what is of God and what is of the enemy you start to realize that maybe those thoughts are not actually of God when I said that the spirit of fear is not from God from that Second Timothy one seven you know that that fear that you're feeling. That fear that keeps coming in, that is of the enemy. That is keeping you away from God. God doesn't give you fear. God gives you love, joy, kindness, compassion, gentleness, right? Other fruits of the spirit. But if you're feeling fear, if you're feeling anxiety, if you're feeling stress, if you're feeling guilt, if you're feeling shame, a constant amount, that might be something from the enemy. Does that make sense? Yeah. The enemy meaning Satan, Satan, the devil. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Okay? So that's his mission is to take you off. It's to ruin your family. It's to, you know, the generational curses. Uh, oftentimes, if you've heard this saying and you're foreign to it, it's because there's been a stronghold over maybe your family or family lineage and at any given time, you can be a cycle breaker. At any given time, you know, you can come against this. It's just not talked about a lot for whatever reason, but this is in the living word of God. This is in the Bible. People leave this out, which is this is this is it. This is this is it. So continue on. It's good. And so what I was touching on is you your mind, so your mind likes to play tricks on you. Right, we know that your your mind eighty percent is probably negative thoughts. We've heard that from many different personal developments. But guess what? The mind plays tricks and might be saying those things or hearing those things that are not of God, because the quickest way for the enemy to start to take over territory in your life is where your mind. Mm -hmm. Your mind is so easily to be deceived. It's so easily to be taken. And so if it starts in the mind, then it'll soon go to your soul, right? Before you could go to your soul, if you could get your mind and say that you're not worthy, that you shouldn't be doing that, you're, God doesn't love you, you're too dirty, uh, that, that's something that you should be afraid of, you should have these night terrors every single night, that is not of God, that is of the enemy. And so the first step of acknowledging what is of God versus what is the enemy, hopefully by just talking on this, you start to see and understand that maybe those night terrors you're having every night or a couple times a week, that's not just you. That's not something from God. That is something that is maybe something that needs to get casted out, something that needs to be declared in the name of Jesus out of you because that is of the enemy. Maybe if you, every time you have a good opportunity or you meet a good man or a good woman in your life, you start to have that self-sabotage where 
you start to talk yourself out of it. You start to, um, you know, say things you shouldn't say, um, you know, you're allowing yourself to basically see a great opportunity and get away from that. Cause there's the, the fear of messing up. There's the fear of rejection. There's the fear. And it's, it's okay if you feel that here and there, but if it's every single time, that's not of God. That's not, that's not all good things. That That's literally keeping you from who you're meant to be. And that's of the enemy. And Satan as dominion over this world, and it's only finite, it will not be long lasting, but he uses demonic power and demonic beings to create strongholds, to get into your life. And I speak on this first half, we've experienced this in our own ways, but maybe you might be feeling that fear every single day because there's an assignment on you that needs to be broken. Do not have fear, by the way, when I share this, have boldness knowing that in the name of Jesus, that you can get rid of this. Because light always trumps darkness, right? The, at the end of the day, like Jesus already re re was resurrected and defied death. He defied all things that were not of God because he said, I am the life giver. So if you have that understanding of what the power is, then you're going to be able to make change. But that's only, that's only step number one. Acknowledge what is of God versus what is not. And I know that might seem so esoteric up there. But just start to have an audit going through your mind of the thoughts you've been having repeating day after day or the fears or the feelings, especially the spirit of fear. If you've been feeling that, realize there could be change there. That is not you. Okay. The second step after that is you start to now challenge that fear. We're going to talk fear specifically, but this could be if you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling, uh, um, Poverty, the spirit of poverty is a real thing. If you always think that you cannot create the abundance, you better believe that God has abundance. And it doesn't just mean cash. That doesn't just mean money. That means that there is, if you are the opposite, where you're having a poverty mindset, where everything is not for you, everything is against you, uh, you are never able to you know, maximize the creation of what God has given you. That is hindering you from what God has given you, which is the, the riches and wealth of the Lord when you give your life to him. Right. And you drop your own life. So but when you were talking about the spirit of fear, this number two is challenge fear with scriptures. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. Challenge the fear with scripture. In the name of Jesus. Those last two parts are the most powerful things you could do. This is where real transformation happens. This is where maybe you've known what is not of God and you know what is of the enemy, but you haven't been acting on step two yet. You might have still been in a place where you've been maybe so afraid to read the scripture because that spirit knew that if you read the scripture, you would actually get the power back in your own hands through the name of Jesus and realize that there is more power over that than any assignment over you. And I feel like someone needs to hear that. That the fear of you diving into the Bible because you feel like you're not good enough is the fear that is exactly keeping you in the same exact spot because you are on the other side. You are literally one step away from being able to take the power back from the living word that has been there since the beginning. Am I just speaking to myself or are we just we having a little little uh, you guys resonate with this? Mm -hmm. uh, I see the chat. So remember, scripture, name of Jesus. I'm going to give you a couple scriptures here. You can write them down and I'm just going to speak them out. And as I speak them out, I'll first give the scripture, just write it. You could go research it after or, or take it. Remember that there is life in the scripture. Just like earlier when a lot of you said that you have a dialogue with the Holy Spirit because you feel that conversation. That's because there's life behind it. Because the Holy Spirit is the word and the word is of God and Jesus is the word from the beginning. The word was God and the word was flesh. That's, the, that's, the, that's called the, uh, the Trinity. So when you're reading the word, you're also experiencing the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is of God and on Jesus. That's a whole nother topic, but you're experiencing it and there's power behind that. So these, these words are more powerful than any other thing you could say to yourself. So a couple of these scriptures, I want you to write down so you could hear it. And I'm, I'm going to say them. And I want you just to start to plant those seeds, if you would. Plant the seeds of hearing that fear is not for you. 
Fear is not something that's going to stay with you. Fear is something that is going to be casted out and it's going to be broken and broken once and for all. And it starts with Isaiah 41, 10. Isaiah, and you can put it in the chat too if people miss it. Isaiah 41, 10. So do not fear, for I am with you. That fear is the same as the one where it says, do not have the spirit of fear, the cowardice, the timidity. Do not have cowardice. Do not have timidity. Do not be uh, suppressed, for I am with you. I am as in God. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteousness right hands. Do not fear. Isaiah 41.10. Next one. Psalm 34.4. Psalm 34, 4. I sought the Lord. This is uh, King David um, talking here. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. I don't know the exact context of this one in specific, but the psalmist, actually there's a mix of uh, people writing this. The psalmists were talking about some hard times that they were going through. And he said, I sought the Lord and he answered me. I mean, I looked for God and he answered me. I asked for his word and he answered me. And he said, I've been delivered from all my fears. Take that in. Just let that sit. It's okay. This all doesn't have to make sense. Just let it sit. The word has life. Just planting these seeds, you're going to feel a difference on that. Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Philippians 4, 6 through 7. I'm giving you these scriptures because remember, you have to challenge the fear with scripture and the name of Jesus. And we'll talk about the second part in a second. When you feel lost, you read the scripture. When you feel fearful, you're reminded of the scripture. You don't just put it on your sign like it's a little cute thing when people walk in and it says Jeremiah 29, 11. Like this is actual like battle ready. Yes. That is like those swords that Emily talked about and they pierce through these lies and deception like this is this is power this is not just to make you feel good this is power philippians 4 6 through 7 do not be anxious about anything but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to god let me read that part again before i go do not be anxious about anything some things no no anything but instead in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, having gratitude, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That one alone could bring so much peace. There's more scriptures you could search up here. And I know that you might have heard, read your scriptures, this is it. But I hope that you take away that there is power and life behind this. And the second part is to challenge. So remember, you have to know what is not of God. So I want you to make this real. This is not just for you to think, oh, this is great. Think of something that right now has been crippling, that has been struggling you know, with you. I'll give you a real story. And this is actually, I didn't even tell you about this. So before we moved, I, before we moved into um, our new home here, uh-huh. we had, um, we didn't live in a gated community. And we were in a temp spot because we basically just had to get out of L.A. We moved to Orange County. We were in a temp home. Okay, go on. And, you know, one of my one of a fear that started to cripple me over time was the fear of like going to bed and, and having a robbery or break in or something like that. And it would just sit in the back of my mind and I would have this fear and I would always like it literally would it, it would be the last thing I would think about. And it's because like, I want to protect my family. I want to protect my, my wife and, and, and my little one, my little Hugo. And, and um, it wasn't good. And I would have, I would pray over it and I would, I would give the scripture and I would, and I would pray prominently in the name of Jesus that any spirit of fear that is right now in here, that be cast out in the name of Jesus, that you do not belong here. And that would work. And it'd be amazing. And, but we also had to realize that we had to change our environment, right? God is God, King of Kings, right? But God also gives us uh, wisdom to know when we're in a bad environment or things that we need to change. Okay. And so for us, we're like, we, we want more protection. We want a, a nice gated community. 
And that literally helped so much. Like I haven't even thought about it. Last night, for some reason, I just had random thoughts go through my head. Yeah, I didn't, this was literally last night. I was like, we're going to bed, lay my head down. And I just had these, these like random thoughts, these irrational fears that started to overwhelm me of someone breaking in and, and what I'm going to do and all these things and how to protect my family. And it was these irrational fears came out of nowhere. Like, have you had, like, personally, have you had that before? We're just out of nowhere, it's a quiet, great night. And it's just boom. And in that moment, I knew that I had to challenge it because I knew that that was not of the spirit. God will never give me that. And I knew it was rational. And I knew it was something that was trying to attack me in that moment. So the second part I just shared with you is I had to challenge it with scripture in the name of Jesus. So in my, in, in my own prayer, I literally was just like, this is not of you, Lord. And, and I was like, right now, if there's any spirit of fear that is upon me or trying to create these thoughts or these images, I cast you out right now in the name of Jesus, that you are not going to create any fear in me, that I have the Holy Spirit with me, protecting us, guiding us. And I literally was doing that like, like in my own mind and within seconds, gone. And I share that with you because like Emily said, this, this stuff still happens to this day, right? Of different fears. But if I didn't know that I had the power of scripture in the name of Jesus, I could have been crippled by that for days and days onward. Right. And, and not slept. And, and it could have just, wow, I so appreciate you sharing that. And it's like, I didn't even, I didn't even know that last night. I was sound asleep. God bless. But like, oh my God. I mean, I'm kind of rattled right now. Yeah. But, but when, when he says in the name of Jesus, there's authority yes. in the name of Jesus authority king of all kings there's so much authority in that you can speak that over even if your kids are having night terrors and you know i was listening to a story about a amazing woman she's a pastor as well and when her and her sister were little girls the the window in their bedroom was broken and they and they needed to fix it but their dad was taking a couple days to fix it and they were sleeping and she woke up in the middle of the night and there was a man over her bed and her and her sister started screaming bloody murder and the guy like ran out and the dad her dad ran in and thankfully they never got touched or harmed but her entire like adult life, she would have night terrors. She would fall asleep and have terror. And she's like, I just, I never took authority in the name of Jesus. I never knew that I could like get this out because it was a stronghold over her. And she never had good sleep because she would constantly get woken up and, ha and, and, and obviously this is an extreme case, right? Like, but you know, we've even had friends that have children that they pray this over their kids that have night terrors and things like that. And this is just one little, this, this is one example that I'm giving you right now, but whenever, like even today, if I do feel anxiety come on me, I, you know, it, this is why it's so important to choose your spouse and your relationship and to work on it together. Because like, I asked Jake to like pray over me and like, you know, we like do whatever we can, you know, this is why when I'm backstage, I, I am in my own bubble. Like the last event I spoke at Aspire Tour, I didn't want anybody around me. And it's not because I'm scared to go on stage. It's because I'm asking the Holy Spirit to take over and that, you know, I'm casting out all anxiety, all fear in Jesus name. There is power in his name. And that's what's made me a, a, a decent speaker. Honestly, that's my secret thing. It's, it's, it's no secret. I'm telling you right now, if I only go from head knowledge, I, I stink. I, I'm not good at all. And so there is so much power in the name of Jesus before your calls, before your meetings. We had a really big meeting today and, and you're a part of our membership. So you'll hear about it first and be invited to what we're working on. But before we go into the meeting, 
you know, Jake and I are praying in the in the car and we're we're asking, you know, the Holy Spirit to take over the meeting and to 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 do what's right and and to, you know, if it were ever scared in certain meetings to take over and there's power in the name of Jesus. Yeah. And where there's authority of Jesus, the enemy cannot come in. Yeah. Amen. And I know this may sound like whoa if you're this is the first time you're hearing it like really really, really really yeah really really yeah it's good and this is why the learning scripture and just combating it it's like we say affirmations everyone say affirmation you know declaring this use use the the word of god to declare it over your life right yeah so powerful oh <gasps> If this is hitting home, uh, put an amen in the chat. I know this could be heavy. We know there's all different walks of life in here know. and walks of faith. So, like, if this is going crazy in your mind right now, just like, just say, I'm so grateful I get to plant these seeds. <laughs> it's okay. But we don't want to hold back on what can really create liberation from this. And so, remember, number one is acknowledge what is of God versus what is the enemy. The more you get into scripture, the more you will know easily what is what what is what God and what is not. That's why the scripture is there, right? The second is then you got to challenge with scripture and in the name of Jesus. And this is something that was very profound when I heard this. A lot of you, a lot of people, I wouldn't say you in here, a lot of people know of Jesus and might have a relationship with Jesus but they don't call Jesus their Lord. And there is a giant chasm between you having a relationship versus having reverence. Wow. Reverence is calling him your Lord and you're going to do whatever it takes to stay close to him because you're afraid to be away from him. Right? Remember, that's the reverence. Relationship is this, oh, you know, he's loving. He'll care for me no matter what. Yes, yes, he does. But reverence is what he calls for. When he says to have the fear of God, that means to be so close and drawn to him that when you're tempted in other ways, yes, you will not be perfect. However, you will find ways to stay close to him. And when you don't call Jesus your Lord, or at least know the power, you're actually like no different than demonic beings. Not yeah. saying you are, but here's what I mean. This is, this is what hit me. That in Mark chapter 5, verse 7, listen to this. A demon-possessed man, Jesus came up, and he was, he, uh, Jesus was in his ministries. Mark was writing about uh, his works. And he came up to a demon-possessed man, um, and he said, What do you want with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? In God's name, do not torture me. This demonstrates that, because this guy was possessed by a, a legion, I mean, I mean, many amounts of demons. It was like bad that those demons were talking through him, and even they acknowledge Jesus as the Son most high of God. But they don't worship him, that's why they're not of him. And so even the demons know Jesus' name, but only the ones that call him Lord are the ones that are saved by him. And so what that means is when you have the power and understand the scripture in the name of Jesus, that scripture and many others, because he did a lot of works, they tremble at his name. There is power behind the name Jesus wow. Christ, Yahweh, right? Jesus, Jesus. Like when you say his name, the demons tremble. And then hopefully from what you're understanding that these feelings that are from some sort of spiritual entity or attachment, most cases, not every single thing is, is spiritual in that sense. I don't want you to go too off the far end, okay? Like there, there's, like I said, there's natural forces as well, natural biological things. But when it's crippling, when it is suppressing when it is chronic they will tremble at his name so do not do not fear but to use his name and that goes into the third and final process here and then we're gonna we're gonna go a few minutes extra to, to ask some questions um answer some questions that's good anybody feel I, don't, I don't i don't know if some of you are ready to get this tonight so you acknowledge what is of god and what is of the enemy you challenge it with scripture and the name of Jesus. And finally, number three is you declare and cast out. And just like that prayer I did last night, and that was literally, I'm not, no joke, that was last night. Crazy. 
Maybe it's because they knew that I was going to speak on this. All right. That's a whole nother story I had where I was about to do some deliverance for those that are in deliverance. And uh, for the very first time, um, I've had night terrors the two nights before because they knew that they were going to cast it out. I had night terrors of snakes at my end of the bed. That's another thing we'll talk about in detail. Never had that before, but it flared up and never again because declared and cast out. It's the same thing in that moment. I had the power because I have the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus to declare and cast out. And what I would love for you to do is I'm going to give you some different declarations, right? Declarations are so powerful because like Emily was saying, affirmations, affirmations are saying things that aren't true, but you're trying to persuade yourself that are true. So like if you're feeling depressed and you're saying, I'm happy and so grateful, I'm happy and so grateful, but you feel depressed, you, you have that voice in the back of your head that says, who are you kidding? Stop lying to yourself. Is that, is that just me or has anyone else felt that before? You say, you know, I'm a millionaire. I'm a millionaire. And you're like literally struggling to pay rent, right? Those are affirmations. And affirmations work when it's things that are reinforcing what is currently true. However, when you're trying to do something that is not yet experienced, that's where declarations come into play. So de declarations is declaring. It's, it's saying, um, I command or I choose, right? Because if you choose to be wealthy and abundant, even though you might be dead broke right now, you have a choice to do that. We've been given the choice. So you say, I choose to find ways to be wealthy and abundant. Your mind will not play games with you because it will even say, okay, well, you do have a choice. But now then there's the, the final level under that, which is declarations in the name of Jesus. Mm. And this is where personal development doesn't go. Personal development, and, and God bless them because we've had our own transformation through that. They only go to the, the, the physical level, which is still in the mental level. They say, do declarations, you know, say, I choose to be abundant. But guess what? When you do a declaration in the name of Jesus and the power of the scripture, you are creating real transformation. You're creating spiritual transformation. Well, you're, you're also, you can't just change habits. You have to change your identity. And the problem is a lot of people's identity is not found in Jesus. And Jesus has all the authority. So real true change comes in identity change. And most personal development stuff only talks about like habit change, right? Yeah. So it's it's just like everything will change when you, when you change where and who your identity is found in. It's good. So as we wrap up here, I want to give, I want to, I'm just going to, um, I, this next three minutes, I'm just going to write or speak out a bunch of declarations about breaking the spirit of fear. And I want you right now to just listen to these. What we can do is we can send the list after there's actually 30. I got this. We'll make some cute graphics for them. Yeah. Okay. Um, I got the, I got this list from a, a pastor I was listening to on YouTube. So all credit to him. And he got it from, uh, Bible college that he was in, but I want to use this because this list, there's different areas of fear that it covers. But even if you only repeated one of these that was specific to your situation, I can guarantee that you're going to feel a shift. I can guarantee that you will feel freedom, a breakage of bondage. And these declarations, I hope that you really understand the power of them because of what we talked about before, because they're using the name of Jesus they have spirit, they have scriptural backing, and you're declaring it out in that way because we have been given the ability to speak life or death, and it's at the base of the tongue. And so we have that ability when we do that. So, so I'm going to take three minutes, just listen here. I'm going to bring some energy towards this, and then we could definitely send this to you after. And then let's uh, let's open up for a couple minutes of Q and A, okay. and then we could then we could pray over them. Uh, if you have to go, I know we're at the hour. Uh, please watch towards the end of the recording. If you have to watch the recording, I hope you could stay till the very end because this is going to be powerful and we'd love to answer some questions. Just a few because we don't have too much time. Um, but I hope this has been an, uh, a, a transformation. And if it has, we would love to hear about that in the group after because we're not here to just speak at you. We want to help transform with you and, and provide this message. So here's a couple declarations. Here we go. In Jesus' name, I refuse to fear because God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. I bind the spirit of fear in my life in the name of Jesus. I break every evil covenant that has brought fear into my life like in the name of Jesus. 
I command every terror of the night that has brought fear to stop and move from my environment in the name of Jesus. You, spirit of fear, lose your hold up upon my life and my family in the name of Jesus. I command all human agents using the spirits of fear to terrify me in the night to stumble and fall in the name of Jesus. The fear and terror of the unbeliever shall not be my lot in the name of Jesus. My tomorrow is blessed by God. Therefore, all spirits responsible for fear tomorrow will bring, I bind you in the name of Jesus. That my destiny is attached to God. Therefore, I decree that I will not fail in the name of Jesus. That one's powerful. Your destiny is attached to God. Therefore, I decree that you will not fail in the name of Jesus. I'm going to actually pivot this and speak to you and speak life into this. But you can say this personally yourself. All negative doors that in the spirit of fear has opened in you in the past, be closed now in Jesus' name. Every disease, oppression, and depression in my life and your life as a result of fear disappears now in the name of Jesus. I refuse to be intimidated, and you refuse to be intimidated by any demonic nightmare in the name of Jesus. Every spoken word of fear being against you, I command you to fail in the name of Jesus. All generational fear in your home with the enemies outside shall not stand in the name of Jesus. All plans of the devil concerning your home shall not stand nor come to pass in the name of Jesus. I destroy all efforts of the enemy to frustrate my work and your work in the name of Jesus. I nullify every writing, agreement, or covenant against your work in the name of Jesus. Father, Lord, increase my greatness and comfort them on every side in the name of Jesus. Okay. Oh, Lord, as you delight in my prosperity, bless my work. No enemy controls me any longer in the name of Jesus. And one more here. Let all spirits against you without any cause in the workplace turn back and be brought to confusion in Jesus' name. There's about nine more on there that are so powerful. But if one of those spoke to you right now, put in the chat, say yes, if one of those really hit, because there was different areas that talked about different areas of your life. And I believe that whether it's your destiny, whether it's something in your workplace, whether it's in your home, whether it's with your kids, whether it's with your mental, there's something that could be broken here today. Yeah. And you have that power. And this is not for the high priest. This is not for the pastors. This is not for people that have been Christian for X amount of years. This is for anyone yeah. that wants to first acknowledge God and know what is not of him and what is of the enemy, that they know how to challenge that thought, that irrational fear through scripture, which is available to every single human on this earth and through the name of Jesus. And that if they declare and cast it out, this, this third part is where you can either give up or, or, or go. This is where you can say, I've, I've done that before. You know, it doesn't, it hasn't worked. I don't know. Well, are you really saying that God's ability won't work for you? Are you really saying that you're not going to try and give declaration and trust in God and that power to say, you know what, if you're crippling right now, you're going to let the cripple overcome God's abilities in your life. No, declare it out and cast it out. And you have that power because of the word that he is giving you. And also the name of Jesus that is still alive to this day, because a lot of you, and if you haven't felt his presence, know that he is alive with you and walking with you to this day. It is a wild supernatural thing. Our little natural minds are hard to comprehend on that, but that's why he is God and we are my, and humans because he's infinite and we're finite. And we have to have that bridge of faith to trust that. And it has been proven and proven again. So I pray these words over you. I pray that there is breakage of any general generational curses, any bondages. And I do thank you for listening to this because you might be someone that doesn't even know why you're here right now or didn't even understand who Jesus really was. But it's all could shift here right now. And I feel that for you. Oof, how amazing was that episode? Oh my goodness. That's one I believe you got to replay over and over again. A lot to take in. What stood out for you most? Maybe you can recall sometimes recently in your life where you have been letting fear overtake you. I would love for you to just really like meditate on that and think about it. I find when I just get radically honest with myself, that's when the true healing takes place. And that's when I can move forward and really come against whatever has been coming after me, right? I mentioned in the call 
that I had just a couple days of just feeling not like myself. It's like I was so much in my head when I was on social media and I just couldn't, I couldn't fully be myself. And I know, like Jake was saying, it was the enemy trying to shut me up, keep me in my head. And so I had this moment of just getting so clear where I realized that that's what was happening. And I came against that and I prayed a lot of the things that Jake shared, the declarations out loud, and that truly makes all the difference in the world. So we would love to hear from you. Hit me up on Instagram at it's Emily. Share this episode. Uh, tag myself or Jake Havron on Instagram. We would love to hear like one or two key points, something that stood out for you. And then if you're like, I need more of this, well, goodness, I send you micro doses of this kind of stuff every single day in Fortitude Mentorship. If you want to check it out along with the trainings, I mean, we train you deep dive on sales, personal branding, speaking, you name it. Go to fortitudementorship.com. You can check it out. It's literally a couple dollars a day to be a part of this mentorship program. As always, send me a message on Instagram. If you have questions, you can go VIP and pay for the year in full or do month to month and cancel at any time. I hope you enjoyed it and we'll talk to you soon. God bless.